With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You're listening to the Same Game Podcast with Brandon Cristal and Timmy Brady. Week five of the Same Game Podcast, and I am ready to make some money. I know you are, too. I'm Brandon Cristal. That is Timmy Brady. And Tim, there's a lot of tough games this week. This isn't the easiest week for a survivor pool or, or even in some of the pick'em games that I'm in. But I'm excited for what I feel like is finally we understand what these teams are and aren't, right? Teams want to get to that quarter pole, and you kind of have an idea who's good, who's maybe going to be good, and who is not good. Sure. This is the week that I kind of look at stats, where after about four weeks, we can start looking at DVOAs and efficiency rating and offenses and defenses and yards, and we can kind of get an idea of who these teams are. And then we can use that, I think, in making our bets. Uh, When you talked about not many games that are good this week, I'm starting to wonder if there's a lot of good teams. I don't know if it's more the the matchups aren't good or it's just that there's really nothing to match up. What do you think? Well, and, and maybe that's part of it, is this is exactly what the NFL wants, right? They want, when the playoffs start, to know that 14 teams can win the Super Bowl or 10 of the 14 all, if they stay healthy through that playoff run, have enough talent on both sides of the ball that that at least your division winners all have a chance and, and your couple wild cards that were in a tough division have a real shot. But you say that, but let me ask you this. Can you name six teams right now that have a chance to win the Super Bowl if it, if the playoffs started today? Yes. I can name you exactly six. And there's three. Give me your, give me your six. There's, and there's, there might be a couple on the outside, but give me your six real no, quick. There, there's three, and this actually might be fun to jot down, and I'll put it in my actual calendar that – uh, on October 5th. These are the six teams that I expect to be in the playoffs, barring a catastrophic injury, obviously. And it's three in each It's three in each conference, and it's not going to surprise you because two of them were in the Super Bowl last year. One of them's your favorite Okay, team. so it's you, so it's the Broncos first. <laughs> no, here, here, here you go. So three, look, I cover the Broncos. I'm not a Broncos fan. I am a reluctant okay. Cowboys fan, and with what they did last week, and we can get into that a little bit, but not in order, maybe three to one. I have Cowboys third, and then it's a coin toss between Niners and Eagles. Those three in the NFC okay. are in a class above everybody else. And in the AFC, is there another team? Hold on, but before we go to the AFC, uh, what about the Seahawks? Nope. Nope. Or there's, the Lions? No, not yet. Uh, okay. Like those are teams that. Let's see what Jamison Williams does, and and as we go through the games, we can maybe talk about that a little more. But I'm not ready to put them okay. there yet. We we and we've seen plenty of teams where you know the Bengals jumped up sooner than we thought. But they also did it with a second-year quarterback. I, I know what Jared Goff is, and I feel like I know what he isn't. Maybe I'm wrong, and, and maybe they may go okay. on a playoff run. But to me, there's a tier, and, and those three are on a tier right now, even after the trade the other And then in the AFC, it's the defending champs, obviously. Then it's the Bills, and it's still the Dolphins. Even though the Bills boat raced the Dolphins the other day, I think that was kind of a perfect storm with how the game had gone the week before and and all of that. But I have them, and then I have teams like the Ravens on the next tier Okay, that are probably they're a tick ahead of what the Lions would be coming out of the conference. Like, I'm not going to be blown away if Lamar's in the Super Bowl this year. I would be blown away. Do you away see if- a path for maybe the Browns? Good defense. Deshaun figures it out. I know they lost Chubb, so that might hurt, but eh. I don't think it hurts as much because we can talk about the best running backs in the league and – other than when Emmett Smith won a Super Bowl, and I think one other time Terrell Davis, 
That's the only time in since 1980 okay. that the NFL's leading rusher. And I know Chubb's not the leader, but you can win with a mix of Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, all of them if your quarterback's playing the way he's supposed to. And with Amari Cooper and if Elijah Moore can can do something and Njoku, uh, and, and I heard from, from somebody with the Browns that his face, it's like, it's pretty disturbing how bad his burn was because... Really? Yeah, because it was... Uh, it was an accident with a, I want to say it was like a, something in the, like a fire pit or something. When are these guys going to learn? Is it like, does it, does it, when something that, that happens, does, uh, what's his name just come up and, and figure wave? Who was the fireworks guy from the Giants? Yeah, JPP. Yeah. He may only have seven and a half sacks, but he can, or seven and a half fingers, but he can get after the quarterback still. Even even you don't need it's seven and a half sacks. Yeah, you don't need you don't need ten fingers to sack the quarterback. But seven and a half sacks. But seven if, if half all those fingers. guys can figure it out, and really Deshaun and and you know you want them to to stay healthy if you're a Brown okay. a Browns fan. So I put them below the Ravens. So it wouldn't blow my mind. Okay, but but I think there's a clear delineation between those six teams and everybody else. Well, I'll tell you right now, my favorite what I have up top is the Bills. Uh, what they did to Miami was just a drubbing. And Josh Allen is playing better football than anybody in the NFL and better than Josh Allen has ever played football. So after four weeks, he's my MVP. And I know they just lost to Darius, right? And I know that they're banged up in that secondary. But McDermott's calling plays this year on defense. And that defense looks better than it's ever looked. What do you think? Am I wrong? No. It's a question of how much do you believe in the Chiefs. And I know the Bills beat the Chiefs last year. In the regular season in October, the October 16th to be exact, and they didn't get to play in the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years. They're getting Von Miller back. If you can get the Von Miller that you saw with the Rams in that run to Super Bowl 57, then I think that, or 56, whatever it was, I think that the Bills are certainly right there. I just, I'm not taking the Chiefs off the very top until someone gives me a reason to. And I know they lost that game to the Lions in the opener. But until sure. until proven otherwise, still figuring it out. yeah. Until proven otherwise, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to play as poorly as he has. The defense will continue to; they always continue to get better. So, uh, but I'm not going to lose sleep on the idea that the Bills are better than the Chiefs right now. Let me give you the Bengals. Uh, let me ask you this: Are they done? Before you answer, they've got the Cards this week. Then they had home. They have the Seahawks. Then they have that much needed buy. But after that bye, let's just say they win the next two and get to three and three. And out of their bye, they go to the 49ers and then they host the Bills. Is there a path? If they end up at that point at three and five, they still, I guess in theory, they can still win their division because that division is, can get congested real quick, right? But it feels like they're done. And it might be because Joe Burrow just isn't right. And it turns out Jamar Chase was right that he should sit through six weeks. And just get totally healthy. Hope that you're three and three either way, and then you're going to go out and beat the Bills or the Niners or both. And I just okay. don't know if if they can if he's if he's just battling along. You know, Aaron Rodgers played like this couple a couple different times, and you're throwing off your back foot and you're throwing sideways, and you're you're just not getting as much zip on the ball. Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback, and it would be an interesting conversation between after Mahomes if you want Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, a healthy version of both. But Joe Burrow's arm, as solid as it is, isn't Aaron Rodgers' level of, of arm talent and, and craftiness. And, sure. And all He's not that. athletic. Is no, no. And so that's, it's one of those where Rodgers can get away with that. Most quarterbacks couldn't. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, I'm not sure they could, right, with what Rodgers okay. did. Mahomes probably can because they're, okay. they're kind of cut from the same cloth. I think they might be, though. Okay. A team we didn't mention, the Chargers, even though they have the most efficient quarterback in the league in Herbert. But they also have one head coach who, again, with the lead late, goes for it on fourth down in his own territory and doesn't get it. Now, is it going for it on fourth down? Or is it they just don't have a play in that playbook to get that one yard? Well, it's a new playbook. So apparently Kellen Moore doesn't have it either because before it was Joe Lombardi's playbook, which is, you know, he just I don't think he borrowed it from his late grandfather because he said he never met the man. But. He might have borrowed it from Sean Payton. Regardless, there's a reason Joe, I think, Joe I think Lombardi his grandfather would have gotten a yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would have figured out a way to get that yard. Uh, well, they would have ran. Yeah, they would have just 36 toss power trap or whatever. Uh, but 
Brandon Staley, I like, and I don't, I don't mind the riverboat Ron aspect, but it, it, it's if it fails too many times, coming on the heels of that debacle with the Jags in the playoffs, as much as I love Herbert's talent, the Chargers are still going to charge her. And in this case, it sucks because I have Mike Williams on a couple fantasy teams. His year's done. There's no okay. way that he's the last frontline guy they lose, and I'm not naming any names. I'm not picking anybody. I'd love for every one of their guys that have missed a lot of time to be healthy because it'd be fun to see, and I guess that was close to what we got last year. But it just it, it's just that, that franchise is cursed. And so while it may not be the way the Jets feel like they're cursed, you can't believe in them. You can believe in Herbert. The talent's okay. there, but you just can't believe in that team. All right, let's move on to the speed round. You name-checked my man, Riverboat Ron. I want to go to a quick, uh, let me ask you this. And uh, I have it down the list, but I'm going to bump it up because you said it, said his name. Uh, Riverboat Ron, go for fucking two, guy. I mean, you've got to to lose your nickname on that one. You can't call him that anymore. Go, what do you think? Yeah, maybe he's just River Walk Ron. He just walks around the river. No, he's not a riverboat gambler. He's just on a stroll. Down by the river, Ron. Yeah, maybe. It did seem atypical of him, right, for a guy that, made his bones going for two in plenty of big spots against the defending conference champs. You've got to, you've got to go win that game or have a chance. So you're on the road. You're six and a half point dogs. You got a chance to win the game. It's a 50, 50 ball and you don't take it. I mean, they deserve to lose after that. This is, those are the types of things that end up getting Eric Bieniemy the head coaching job in Washington. Okay. Well, you know what? Your name checked another one on my list. I'm going to skip right to it for our weekly. We have to shout out the Colorado buff segment. Let me ask you this. Eric Bieniemy. do they ask him to be the offensive coordinator for the Buffs? And should they have? No, because he's already been the offensive coordinator for the Buffs, and he wants to be a head coach in the NFL. When he was the offensive coordinator for the Buffs, it was not the same talent level, certainly at the skill spots. But when John Embry was here a few years ago as a head coach before Mike McIntyre, it was getting the band back together, and Darian Hagan was there. And Darian Hagan's the only one still around. He was obviously the quarterback of that 1990 national championship team. But... They just could never really get it going. Is there a more high-profile college job than offensive coordinator of the Colorado Buffs going forward? I mean, that seems like that's a filter right to the NFL now. Maybe so. Let's see what happens with Sean Lewis. He was the head coach at Kent State. It had been five years, offense, fireworks kind of numbers, but they would lose games 38-35, right? And so rather than getting fired... Don't denigrate Sean Lewis at all. Yeah, but rather rather than getting fired, Coach Prime's like, hey, come in here coach up my kid, coach up Travis Hunter. We're going to keep bringing guys. If I'm Sean Lewis, I'm, I know that more money's coming for everybody, not just for, for Dion. More money's coming for everybody. So you sign a new contract and you wait until the right job opens up, right? Because, well, two things could happen. One, the Colorado job could open up. But the other is you don't just take the next, you don't take Boise if it opens up or you don't take Washington State. You wait until UCLA opens up, right? Or, okay. or one of those. So uh, it probably will be because of the kids that they're getting. And we know that there's plenty of bluster with Dion. But the one thing that I believe is when he says our biggest problem right now is we're going to have to tell kids no. no okay. see, seeing seeing what, what they have at those skill spots. I'm doing two things if I'm them. I'm recruiting these high school kids like the kid Bryce Underwood that was there, the top quarterback in two years. And so I'm getting as many four- and five-star kids that are really juniors right now. And I'm getting as many college sophomores across the front line uh, on both sides of the ball that are playing in their second season that played either all their freshman year or, or even juniors that, that aren't ready to go pro just yet, but probably sophomores that are at Michigan State and Clemson and places where they're having down whatever and they're ready to move on. They know they have one year left. And so I, it'll be fascinating. But yeah, uh, Eric okay. Bieniemy was never okay. considered for that, best I know. Now, Mike Zimmer was considered to call the defense. And Pat Shermer's around, uh, so there's that. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you're the Raiders, do you stick with Aiden O'Connell? No. You got the very best out of Aiden O'Connell. You got the spot start. Aiden O'Connell, at best, is a career backup. And if I'm wrong, then, I, then I'll, I'll say I'm wrong. And so far, the only quarterback I've been wrong about in the last five years is Jalen Hurts. But... You got the very best, and then Josh McDaniels totally screwed him because instead of handing the ball to Josh Jacobs on first and maybe even second down and then trying to get the passing game involved on first down when you're in striking distance, you let Aiden O'Connell let it rip and and the Chargers make him pay with another huge interception. Zach Wilson, we gave him him shit for three weeks last week. 
It looked pretty good. Are we eating our hats? Talk to me after this week when they come to Denver because he showed you some things where you're like, all right, that's a really big spot. Taylor Swift's there. I'm playing against the world champs. So now Taylor Swift is elevating all boats. And he's, he's, firing, he's firing bullets to Garrett Wilson. He's on, you know, Chris Collinsworth is like salivating, and, and you thought he was going to have an accident in his pants. He was so excited about how well Zach Wilson was playing. Okay. Next one. Giants are done, right? Yes. Are we cross them off. Next two games, Dolphins-Bills. Yeah, I can't wait to get to the Dolphins game. Daniel Jones, is he dead? Is that, a, is that the worst contract ever? Should they have franchised him? Or are they regretting it? Yes, they're regretting it. The Maras and the Tishas are pissed. And Brian Dayball's thinking, well, great. Now this kid's going to outlast me here, and he sucks. I got the best out of Dayball's him last not year. not going anywhere. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. You're, you're probably right. They, they end up figuring out a way to move on. But, no, they're definitely regretting it because it does – I don't know if you can get it back, right? You saw it with Carson Wentz. I don't know if you can get it back. Once it's gone, I'm not sure you can get it back. Okay. Uh, let's go to the tush push. The, a lot of teams tried it. A lot of teams failed this week. Giants, because of the Giants, had two guys hurt on the play. That didn't get the first down. Uh, the NFL calls a penalty on the Eagles early when they tried it. They called um, Landon Dickerson for offsides. Even though if you look down the line, every single player on the Washington uh, commanders was lined up in the neutral zone. Uh, are they trying to send a message? Is this a precursor of them getting rid of it? And should they? Well, we, we got into this a little bit last week. I don't think they should. Because the pulling well, it's thing, I get not an advantage if only one team is right. Is, it's it's like saying, "Oh, I want to do what the Denver Nuggets are doing right now in basketball." It's like, okay, do you have a center that's the best passer, maybe you know, top five, top ten passer of all time? If you do, then do run the Nuggets offense. Otherwise, you're running it through DeAndre Ayton, and he's not passing yeah. like that, or Joel Embiid's not passing like that. And so, and I realized I picked two way different centers. Okay. Anyway, so no, no, it's let's stick to this. Let's stick to this. More teams could run that. By the way, the, the Bills could run that. Easily, they just want to do that to Josh Allen. Josh Allen could get those yards for sure. Okay, who would you rather be right now, Cowboys or the Eagles? Eagles are four and zero, but statistically they haven't been efficient. Cowboys had a bad loss, to, bad loss to Arizona, and have been terrible in the red zone. But statistically, outside of that, uh, they're really good numbers. My only concern is that the Eagles, and specifically Jalen Hurts, are missing Shane Steichen, and that not having not having him there because he's in. Indy teaching Anthony Richardson how to run the tush push is going to become a problem in the playoffs. And at the same time, the Cowboys have Mike McCarthy as the head coach and they're missing their second best defensive player for the rest of the year. So at some point, do you trust Dak in big high leverage moments? No, not until he has a better coach. Okay. Like if he had Kyle Shanahan, I'd be like, yeah, watch out. Dak's going to win two Super Bowls. Browns this week look bad without Watson. Now they started a rookie quarterback, but still they look really bad. Uh, are we underselling Watson? Maybe, because right now he's being held to his standard as, at one point, the highest-paid quarterback to ever play. A guy who, when things were going well in Houston and he was getting all the massages he wanted without any legal trouble, he was leading the NFL in, in passing. And so I, I think when you get when you get comfortable, and at some point he'll be comfortable, you can play. I mean, he's a, he's a top five to seven kind of talent right now based on age and, and everything else. 49ers host the Cowboys this week on Sunday night. Big game. What's the 49ers' first loss? Let's say they win this one. They've got at the Browns, at the Vikings, versus the Bengals, at the Jaguars, versus the Bucks, at the Seahawks, at the Eagles. Do you see a loss on there? Where's that Eagles game? In Philly. Yeah, that feels like a loss. But that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight games down the road. Well, I don't know if that's their first loss. Hang on. Give them to me again real quick, or I'll, here, I'll just call it. So they got the Cowboys at home. Yeah. To, on Sunday. At, then they go to the Browns, to the Vikings. They're not losing to the Vikings. They're not losing home to the Home for Jags. the Bengals. They're at the Jaguars. I think the Browns. Browns maybe in Cleveland, early game, flying back east. At the same time, oh, they may stay there because they're playing in, in Jacksonville. Assuming that game's not in London. It's not. Uh, <laughs> so they're playing in Jacksonville. Right. So I bet you they go from – because Kyle's done this plenty, and he's – He'll stay in Colorado and work out at the Air Force Academy. He's done that both times. They've gone to Mexico City and maybe somewhere else. I can't remember where else they went. Uh, so I could very easily see them going from Jacksonville to somewhere in the Midwest to acclimate to the weather and stay on the East Coast. So I don't know if they lose to the Browns. I think coming back against the Bengals, because they've got a Monday nighter with the Vikes right before that, that could be 
I don't call it a trap game, but you're going from you've been on the road for three straight games. I don't think they stay in Minnesota, but that'd be wild to keep his team on the road for two weeks. If anybody would do it, it's Kyle. Anyway, but so I think the Bengals is is if it's not the Eagles, it's the Bengals. Okay, last one. Cowboys. Back to the Cowboys. A week after I questioned their corners, uh, Deron Bland, the man who replaced Diggs, had two picks, returned one sixty-four yards for a touchdown. Now I'm not saying he's the best quarter in football now, but do we deserve him to be? Would we need an argument? Who's better, Bland or Sauce? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing forced with that there at all. That's a straight football analysis. Uh, that is football only. That is not a play on words. I think it's a little too early. You got to put Sauce on everything, right? Yeah, it's funny, Sauce pleading that he's not holding. Sauce holds a lot, and I'm fine with it. I grew up playing corner. I'm going to lean towards giving the corners a little bit of a break. He held in that Kansas City game. Yeah, and he tried to show the videos. Like, I didn't even touch him. He spun around. I didn't even have my hand on his neck. It's like, well, your hand looks like it's on its neck, his neck, dude. So, uh, Okay. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to take Sauce over Bland every day of the week. Okay. Uh, let's get to the games. You ready? I'm ready. Got All right, notes. let's. Uh, I'll start I us off Thursday down. night. Thursday night. I'm going to read us read us some stats. Chicago at Washington. Washington is minus six. Wait, hang on real uh, quick. 40... Hang on real quick. Let's just channel our inner Al Michaels. Coming up next week, Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. Commanders host the Bears. That was how he said it last uh, week. Commanders. Host... Yeah. No. No. Anything else? Justin Fields and the Bears. Sam Howell. Yeah. Can he, no, it was, While he can, slowly puts a gun in his mouth. Yeah, he, how is this my life? Why am I calling these games? Why doesn't Herb I could Street... be playing golf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Washington minus six over under 44 and a half. I'm going to give you some stats. You ready? Chicago is 31st in points allowed. They're giving up 34 points a game. They're 29th in passing yards allowed, 18th in rushing yards allowed. Washington is 29th in points allowed. They give up 30 points per game. They're 20th against the pass, 17 against the run. They're averaging 22.3 points per game. Now, both Sam Howell and Justin Fields are coming off good games. DJ Moore is coming off a great game. He scored over 100 yards and a touchdown. Washington has allowed the six most points to wide receivers and the most touchdowns. Now, on the other side, Chicago has lost half its secondary to injury, and I think Washington puts up some points. There's no Eddie Jackson, no Jalen Johnson. The Bears, I don't know. I I don't know if I like them to cover. I think I like them to cover. I think I like them to score points. I think I like them to cover. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you this one question before we go into it. Guess how many sacks the Bears have on the season? Four games. How many sacks? One. They have two. Oh, two because they two got sacks. Russ. Yeah, they had one going into the other day, and they got Russ once. So they have two sacks. So they're not going to get home. So that means Howell's going to have all day. And the, on the other side, the question is that the front four from Washington get home. But I think that's just making sure that the uh, field gets out of the pocket if there's pressure. Uh, I like points in this game. You got a ticket? I think Fields' rushing yards might be there because of the way Washington, and I've seen these two teams now in person in the last couple of weeks. So that front four of Washington, with apologies to your Eagles, might be the best in football. I mean, it is awesome. You got pro bowlers in four spots, basically. Okay. But as well as they play together, they all can get their own pressure, and that also can create running lanes for fields you know the the broncos approach was to keep fields contained they didn't very well and he obviously lit them up through three quarters but their aggressiveness in washington might be their i don't say downfall but might allow fields a little more space to operate and i think he and dj moore are starting to get on the same page we saw that certainly early in, in that game with the broncos i got how i'm adjusting him to 275 yards for plus 225 fields to go over 200 yards plus 120 I think uh, Fields is going to rush the ball. It's 45 and a half is the, is the number. I'm going to take that, but I wouldn't be opposed to bumping it up a little bit. I got McLaurin over 60 and a half receiving yards. He looked great last week. DJ Moore's number is only 48 and a half. I think he goes up over that. And I'm going to take Dotson too over 41 and a half. I just don't know who in the secondary is stopping these guys. And then I'm going to go McLaurin touchdown for plus 175, a DJ Moore touchdown for plus 200, and a Dotson touchdown for plus 200. I'm just hitting the three best, and I'm going with that. It's uh, five to win, 1055. I don't have a problem with any of that. You know, I was told by somebody, it was really secondhand, about McLaurin's turf toe. 
It appears to not be a thing yet. When it is, it'll be a thing because turf toe lingers. But uh, I'm with you. Right. I'm with you on all that. I don't want to push back on any of it. Uh, maybe the howl. Okay. Howl may not have to run or uh, have to throw for that many yards. Throw for that many yards. I mean, Jalen McLaughlin had 72 yards on seven carries the other day. So you could see the Washington running backs find creases too. This is one of those games, man. I want to do three or four tickets, and I just want to just spread it around because. I- I just they get two toothless defenses. This is like what we salivate for. It's a terrible game if you're Al Michaels, but it's a great game if you're us. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go to London? Yeah, let's go to London. Jacksonville's home away from home. You know, they're trying to be the official team of London. When I was there last year for Broncos and Jaguars, there was this one like yeah. normal bar, but it was kind of in the middle of town, kind of a main shopping area. I can't remember the name of the street. And they're like, the official Jaguars watch bar. And like you walk by and it's got that on the outside. It looks kind of like a pub with a few Jacksonville things, and that's it. And then I find out through you. Do they uh, do they change their name to be British, and what would that name be? Well, that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they didn't change their name. That's how it's pronounced. We're the ones that changed it. No, no, no. But I mean, like, should they be like the Jacksonville footballers, the Jacksonville like T and Crimp? I don't know. Like, should no, they they're just should they really lean into their British roots now? They're, they're Jaguars FC over there. Jaguars Football Club is what they are. Okay. Uh, they're not, but uh, I just made that up. Okay, I'll take it. What you told me is pretty fascinating. I'm watching. It looks like Buffalo hasn't gone over there yet because video I'm watching right now is Vaughn Miller practicing this week. Oh, did you did you see the uh, the hotel uh, debacle? Well, I saw that. I saw that from you, which is almost unthinkable that Jacksonville can't figure out their hotel situation when they're the official team of London or unofficial team of London. Well, you'd think they'd all have homes there. I wouldn't be staying in hotel. <laughs> or just stay with Shad Khan in one of his places. That he could put everybody but, uh, up. Apparently for everybody else, the um, Jacksonville played in London last week. So they've been there all week. They stayed. They have a hotel booked. But on Wednesday, they had to leave the hotel because the Bills had booked that hotel prior. So Jacksonville had to find a new place to stay. That's a crazy miss. That's a crazy miss. Do you because... think that affects the game at all? The spread, by the way, is Bills minus five and a half. The over-under is 48 and a half. I want to see uh, – Jacksonville keeps figuring out a way to either stay in games or win games. I want to see him be more productive. I want to see ETN go off. I want to see, see a 300-yard game from Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know if this is the week. Like you mentioned, no Tredavious White. But here's the thing with Jacksonville. I've watched them play, and they don't look great. But if you look at the advanced stats, they're all great. The advanced stats say they have one of the best offenses in the league. Well, I think they're efficient, right? But your eyes tell you. I think they're efficient, and they don't right. turn, and they don't turn the ball over. But right, but they're not they're not the Dolphins right now. And I know the Dolphins only scored twenty points right. against this Bills team, but there's nothing well, let exciting. Let me give you uh, let me give you some stats. Jacksonville's offense twentieth uh, in points scored per game. They're going to get Cam Robinson back uh, after serving a four game suspension for performance enhancers. They're giving up two hundred thirty eight yards in the air. Uh, but they're much better against the run. They're eighth in the league. The Bills are playing this game without Tredavious Wright, obviously, that we talked about, and maybe not Jordan Poyer. Uh, their secondary's banged up. It looks like they might get Micah Hyde back, though. Uh, they also might get Von Miller, like we said earlier. Uh, they're still fourth against the pass and 20th against the run defensively. They're second in points scored at 35 points a game and second in points allowed. They're only giving up 14 per Everyone's making a big deal about, you know, the Kelsey versus Kelsey matchup or Diggs versus Diggs. But this week, we're going to get a real name-on-name matchup. This is Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. What do you got in this one? I like Josh Allen, the quarterback, and not just because, you know, it's obvious. Josh Allen, the pass rusher, has turned into a really nice player. But the Bills aren't going to come back from that Miami win and... Lay an egg. I just don't feel it. And it feels like Jacksonville is just a, uh, a tick below him. I, it wouldn't blow my mind if Jacksonville wins and forces a turnover, you know, whatever. But I, and, and I like a lot of their skill players. I would like them to do more. Maybe it's because I have Trevor Lawrence on a couple fantasy teams. But I think I'd still go heavy on the Bills, and I'm not sure how they can stop Diggs and Davis and the rest of that. Do you have a card on this Bills? Game? Not yet, but. Is this something you want to hit? Yeah, because so. I like. Uh, I, I like. Well, I like where I feel like Gabe Davis is trending up to like a true one B. Okay. With with Diggs and I and I like. I feel like those tight ends are going to get even more involved, and James Cook keeps finding the end zone. Right. Oh, that, I'm going to have a. I'm going to have a card on this one, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to 
do the chalky thing where I'm going to do Allen and Diggs overs, and I'm going to come back with Lawrence overs and maybe Ridley and see if this game script is probably going to be just like uh, the last game versus Miami where Buffalo scores it at will, and then uh, Jacksonville's got a pass to keep up. Okay. All right, next game, Texans at Falcons. Atlanta's minus two over under 41.5. Houston's middle of the pack in points scored this year at 24 per game. They're 11th in points allowed with just under 20. Uh, D'Amico Ryans has his team looking good on both ends of the field. Uh, Robbie Slowick has C.J. Stroud looking great, and those re- wide receivers are uh, are really dealing. C.J. Stroud, no interceptions through his first four games, and that's even more impressive considering their entire offensive line has been banged up. Uh, the Falcons on the other end, quarterback has not looked that good. Uh, they're dead last in passing yards per game. And while they're 11th in rushing at 128 yards per game, if they can't pass, does that really matter? Uh, They're 25th in points scored per game at 15.5. Defensively, they're fifth against the pass. No quarterback has thrown over 245 yards against them, and they're 17th against the run, which makes this matchup against Houston pretty good because Houston does not run the ball that well, uh, and they tend to lean on the pass. Me personally, I'm staying away from this one. Uh, I'm interested to see what Stroud does against a tough passing defense. Uh, I like what I've seen from the Texans so far, but Atlanta at home in an uncertain game, I just, I'm going to have nothing. How about you? I think in at least a couple of bets, and maybe it's because I regretted a couple weeks ago not having him in a couple of my fantasy lineups, but Nico Collins overs feels like you have to play him every week until proven otherwise. Because right. he's and dead. I'm not a guy who does matchups. He, Terrell Edmonds, even if he lines up across from him, it's going to be 50% of the time at best. But that's something to think about. They'll continue to be creative with how they use him, plus Tank Dell. Uh, and C.J. Stroud, it's uh, a credit to him because coming out of Ohio State, you thought, oh, there's, I didn't necessarily think this, but plenty of people thought he was a clear one, you know, one B or clear two to Bryce Young's one. And I get different situations, different coaches, all of that, but... At the same time, C.J. Stroud has looked the part, and he's got the right size. He clearly has the right demeanor. And I don't care whether you're Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, go down the list, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You go four weeks without interception, especially your first four weeks, when Peyton Manning, who's as good as we've ever seen uh, at the line of scrimmage, just about anybody, right? Certainly a top five, top seven kind of guy. He had 28 interceptions his rookie year or whatever it was, right? And C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near that, right? Uh, doesn't mean he's not going to throw them. They're going to come. Well, but. He's not adverse to throwing the ball downfield, which is something Peyton was. And I think that's the sign of a good young quarterback. Yeah, is is you got to let it rip. You got to give your guys a chance. And with Collins and but He's doing and that, Mandel, and he's still not turning the ball over. That's what I'm saying. This kid is, is clearly ahead of schedule, and the Texans could take control of that division maybe sooner than later. You don't know how much the Titans have left in this current form. The Colts, we'll see where, where they end up. The Jags have pieces that we like. We just went through the Jags. The Texans may become okay. the class of that division in, in two more years. Because don't they still have a, okay. a shitload of draft picks coming? Oh, well, I guess they gave up a bunch to move up and get uh, Anderson. So maybe they don't have as many as I thought. Do you have a card for this game? No, I'm just going to have Nico Collins uh, for sure. Okay. Let's move. Let's stay in the same division, though. Let's go back to the uh, let's go Titans and Colts. Titans minus one. The over under is 42 and a half. Every team in this division is two and two. So uh, maybe the Texas pull away. But right now it's pretty even. Uh, the Titans blew out the Bengals last week while the Colts lost in overtime to the Rams. A game they were down big and fought back in. Both teams are pretty much mediocre across the board. The Titans are fourth against the run. Um. And both teams are pretty much the bottom against the pass. Both secondaries are flawed, so I think you could throw the ball against them. Titans rank 28th in passing yards per game. So while you can throw against them, I don't know if I'm trusting the guys throwing. Uh, Richardson looks good under Steichen, but can you trust a tr- uh, rookie QB under Mike Favreau? No, no. The only thing I trust about Anthony Richardson is his rushing yards. I'm probably going to okay. look to bet that every week, right? Kind of just when you when you do those cross-game parlays. I think that that's that's just a, when you're an athletic quarterback like he is, you can always rely on that. And I don't know if he's looking to run necessarily, right? I think he keeps his eyes downfield. We've seen him make some really nice sure. throws. But when you have that ars- you know that that weapon in your arsenal, you got to use it. And that's why I think that we will okay. see him run. But I think I like Titans. the Titans here. Yeah. Okay, Titans. 
possibly getting Skaronsky back and Pettit Frere, two big members of their offensive line. Let me give you this stat. Henry has rushed for over 100 yards in six of his last seven matchups versus the Colts. Smash spot maybe for uh, Derrick Henry. And on the other end, the Colts get Jonathan Taylor back. Do you think they ease him in or do you think uh, he gets the cowbell roll? No, he's not going to get the cowbell roll. That doesn't make any sense. Even though they say he's healthy right now, it just it, – I'll be curious to see how they use him. But we did hear from Shane Steichen that that he's not only you know going to practice this week, but that, that he could play, right? If you're JT, do you want the cowbell roll? I mean, running back – you only have a certain amount of carries in you. Do you want to waste them on a team that doesn't want to pay you? I think you have to just remind everybody that, look, I'm not hurt. Watch me go out and have a 200-yard game. Go trade for me if you're the Dolphins, the Niners, whatever, teams that might trade for them, Bills, even though I don't know. If I'll give you a trade will. partner. Okay. A trade in vision, in your vision. Houston Texans. They've huh. got a rookie QB on a rookie contract. They can afford to pay people. Uh, the line hasn't been good. They could use somebody who can make up for that. I mean, I don't know if you trade, if you're the culture trade of the Texans, but I like it on paper. Yeah, I, I want to see what their draft picks are real quick since we were talking about the, the Texans. It is fascinating that the Texans have eight picks in the draft after making all their trades. Uh, and so they're going to have... Well, they've got a lot of Watson picks, right? Yeah, they've got Cleveland's first. And then they've got a second. If I'm... If I'm trading for Jonathan Taylor, it's probably either a second with a conditional first or it's like a pick swap, not pick swap, but, and I don't know if you can do this. I guess it's like an unwritten rule. Maybe this year's first or next year's first. So like if Cleveland falls off a cliff, you're like, we want this year's first. It's like if it's, we get the option this year and then next year, I guess they don't have a second. I don't think you're getting anything higher than a two for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, so maybe you just trade your second because they have they have Cleveland's first, they have their second, then they have Philly's third, they have two fourths from Cleveland, and then a fifth and two sevenths. So any matchups you like in this game? Do you have a card? No, I haven't put one together yet there either. But I I definitely am going to hammer Henry for sure. Yeah, I'm going to hit Henry, and I'm going to look. I think this is a good Hopkins matchup. Yeah, Richardson. I think that. There's still enough left in the tank, too, on, on Hopkins. Maybe it's because I have him on four fantasy teams and he's done nothing. That at some point he's going figure, to figure out a spot to go, to go get something. I'm, I'm okay with that. But Richardson rushing for sure. So when I do put one together, it's going to have okay. Henry. It may even have Henry two touchdowns. He's just owned the Colts. Let's look at the next game. Panthers at the Lions. Lions are minus nine and a half, over under 45. Detroit looks like they're finding the stride while the Panthers look like they're sliding. Uh, Detroit wins Every category in this matchup. They're scoring 26.5 points per game, while Carolina is giving up that. Detroit's defense is allowing about 20 per game. Carolina is struggling to get over 16. Carolina is at the bottom of every offensive category. Their best characteristic is their passing defense, who is sixth in yards per game. Uh, The Lions are eighth in passing yards per game and 10th in rushing yards. They may look to attack the Panthers there, where they're uh, 27th in rushing yards allowed. Uh, The Lions are... First against the run on defense, which I'm not sure if you're Carolina, you want to pass first, but if you can't beat him on the ground, you might have to rely on Young. Anything? Yeah, I actually do have a card in this game. And guess who I have scoring a touchdown this week? Montgomery? Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> I actually have both. I have you know Montgomery's minus one eighty, right? That that goes without saying when you score three times on primetime Thursday night football, you're gonna get the ball again. And now he's even more mm-hmm. well-rested. But Gibbs is going to find the end zone. I'm convinced of it. And okay. then, and then I, I like Jared Goff to hit his over at 238. I might just stay away from Bryce Young at 209, 209.5. But I don't know. I, I may end up thinking that he needs to throw. I like Thielen at 53.5. It's hard to pass up Amon Ross St. Brown until proven otherwise. So I'm going to have – I think I'm going to have him in, in it as well. And then Laporta – probably over catches, which last week was around four and a half, so it'll be right around there. Let's heads up. Amon St. Brown, St. Brown didn't practice again today, so he's up in the air, but they both get Jamison Williams back. That'll maybe ease his workload. Until I know Amon Ross St. Brown's out, he is so good that he's a guy that can miss practice all week and be fine. It's a bad matchup. It's not a game you really get up to, but Dan Campbell has his team ready to play no matter what. 
uh, I think that's the sign of a guy that always sounds like he lost his voice. He screams a lot. That's the guy I want as my motivational speaker. Well, he'll teach you how to bite kneecaps. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Look, he gets his team. His team plays hard, dude. They they play hard for him. Yeah. Giants at Dolphins. Miami's minus 11. The over-under is 48 and a half. Giants are coming off a Monday night game that they would like to forget about. Uh, the offensive line was just that offensive. The Giants uh, need a win at one and three. Uh, with the Dolphins this week, uh, and then the Bills on deck. I think if they lose the next two, like we talked about earlier, they're out of it. But they're averaging a league-worst 11 points per game, and they're giving up over 30. The Dolphins are coming off a terrible loss to Buffalo, and I think they want this as a game right, a get-right game. They're uh, first in scoring offense at 37.5 per game. They're first in passing yards and rushing yards per game. The Giants rank near the bottom at both. Defensively, the Dolphins are bottom third in every category, but it's the Giants. Uh, the Giants have been outscored by a league most 76 points over the first four weeks of the season, and now they face up a team who put 70 against the Broncos. Uh, Giants might get Saquon back. They might get Thomas back on the line. They signed Justin Pugh to the practice squad, so they might get him. Uh, they don't really seem to have a pass rush, though, or teeth anywhere. Can we trust Waller, who's been used to block? Uh I think it's a great spot for the Dolphins. I'm just going to hit a bunch of overs and then maybe look ancillary guys if there's no Barkley to come back on the ticket. I don't know. What are you thinking? I might look at Daniel Jones rushing. If Saquon Barkley's there, that takes some of the attention away from Jones to be able to just find creases and, and extend drives. Obviously, as a passer right now, he's a disaster. Vic Fangio's defense, though, doesn't get after the quarterback the same way Phillies does or certainly Seattle's did last week and so that's probably the only giant I'm coming anywhere near and then I'm loading up on all dolphins right like do you go right. Mostert and A-chan again maybe do you have Waddle Hill uh Tua's overs do you push Tua's number up a little bit and doesn't this just feel like McDaniels is going to eat Wink Martindale's lunch 100 percent, 100 percent, and it, it's it, it feels like Mike McDaniels playing chess when a lot of people are are playing a completely different game, not even checkers, but like, <laughs> not even not even a board game. Like playing with two. Let sticks. me give you some numbers. Two is over is two eighty three. I'm hitting that. Uh, Achan's uh, over is fifty point five. Uh, Wilson and Moser are coming back, but I think he's the guy. I think they want him to be the guy. I think they're going to hammer him with the ball and see what he can do. I'm going to take that over. Waddle's over sixty one. Hill. Is over. It's it's eighty eight, and I'm still adjusting it and taking it over a hundred. Uh, the other way, I was looking at maybe Wanda Robinson is over thirty two and a half, and breed of receptions if there's no Saquon. What say you? I'm I'm right Anything? there with you. I'm right there with you. Okay. Uh, I, I like all of that because I just cool. think I, I just think that this is like you said a get right game for the Dolphins. It was a, a tough, embarrassing loss against their one of their rivals. And I think that okay. I think they're going to be right there. Next up, Saints Patriots. New England's minus one over under forty. Both teams struggle to score. Both teams are about mediocre on defense, probably like top third, so a little better than mediocre. But I mean, Derek Carr averaged three point four yards attempt last week, and that may be because of his shoulder injury. But if you're that limited, what does that say about Dennis Allen that he's putting him out in the field like that? And Mac Jones hasn't been much better. Uh, last week, Alvin Kamara had 13 catches for 33 yards, which seems hard to do. Uh, <laughs> Patriots' strength on paper is their defense, but they just lost their best two defensive players, which is Kristen Gonzalez and Matthew Judon. Now, they just traded for J.C. Jackson, but I don't know if that's – I don't know. I'm staying away. I don't even I don't even care. I don't even want to talk about this game. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's one that I would not watch. If I, I don't have to, so I'm not watching it. Yeah, I don't even think it's going to come up on red zone because I don't think either team's going to find the end zone. <laughs> I think that losing Judon and Gonzalez is going to really hurt. And it was funny because I picked up the Patriots defense in a couple of fantasy leagues. And I'm like, you know what? Bill figures out ways to keep it close. They're going to play the Jets again, right? And then it's like, well, you take their two best players away. And, and I know that Bill's good at, at figuring out how to get around that. I just don't know. Okay. It feels okay. like let's move on. Kamara, let's not even waste yeah. any more time oh, on this. Kamara, one. though, Kamara overs might be worth looking at, at least receptions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens and Steelers, Baltimore minus four, the over under is 38. Uh, Matt Canada's offense is now 
39 consecutive weeks under 400 yards. Uh, they've been under 300 total yards three or four weeks this season. Uh, the fans are pissed, and he's fighting back. Under the Twitter handle, Dan Robbins, as his burner account, which was found out this week because he attached his work email to it. Uh, as a Sixers fan, I know all about burner accounts. And I have to say, if you get caught, I don't care who you are, you have to lose your job. <laughs> uh, that's your integrity, right? The pettiness, calling out fans, calling out players on your own offense. Like, how do you go back? Like, Brian Colangelo was fired because he was terrible, but also because of the burner count. That's basically espionage. You have a death sentence for espionage, right? It can be in certain countries and... And maybe even... And what about Canada? Yeah, right. (laughs) He should just go coach in the CFL. It doesn't seem like a no-brainer. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know if he should coach offense anywhere. Here's the other thing. Mike Tomlin is a fierce-looking dude. Could you imagine going into the building this week after that news comes out? Yeah, it's like, where are these guys? Uh, How has... You, You brought this point up to me. And I don't know if that was on air a couple weeks ago or off air. I guess it might have just been via text. That Mike Tomlin is considered by everyone a really good coach. But if you've got what feels like such an incompetent offensive coordinator who then is getting promoted to be more in charge of quarterbacks, I don't know how when you're the offensive coordinator you can become more in charge of quarterbacks, but somehow he is. Right. I don't get it. I don't get any of it. And I like I like it's it's this is Mike Tomlin is a good coach, but he's hired a bad coach. Can you be a good coach if you've hired a bad coach? It's a catch-22, which ironically is more catches than the Steelers have had all season. <laughs> well. Uh, but on the other end of the ball, Ravens have had a ton of injuries. Uh, they're still kind of getting comfortable under that Munkin offense. But, you know, they're an OT loss to the Colts away from being 4-0. Uh, we're not sure if Pickett is playing, but I'm not sure if that's a bad thing. No, Trubisky, so I don't know. Trubisky might scare you more. I think if, if yeah. I'm the Ravens, Baltimore's 12th in the league. They're averaging 25 a game. Pittsburgh's 25th. They're averaging 15.4. Uh, Baltimore's defense is third in points allowed. They're giving up 14 and a half. Steelers are 23rd. They're giving up 25 a game. So I think it's clear to say that the Baltimore will score 25 points exactly in this game. Baltimore's 26 <laughs> in passing yards per game, uh, but they don't have any really wideouts healthy. And uh, I, here's the other thing about Pittsburgh is they're getting torched by number one receivers this year. Ayuk <coughs> week one, Cooper, then Adams, then Nico Collins all had top three weeks against this defense. I think Zay Flowers is the guy you go to this time. What do you think? Yeah, I guess he's their number one guy, right? With apologies to everybody else over there. And it feels like Mark Andrews, who had, uh, I think, a couple of big plays last week, still isn't all the way back. And he's a tight end. He's not a receiver. So it, sure. it seems like, Zay Flowers, there's a reason they took him where they did. And if he and Lamar can continue to just develop chemistry, he could be Lamar's real go-to guy in the coming year. So it, it feels like hammering Zay Flowers. Lamar's also scored, I think, a touchdown in three straight games for a guy that doesn't sure. have as many rushing touchdowns as people think. But clearly sure. in, in this offense, he has no problem following following his lead blockers and finding pay dirt. So I, I think I'm all about a Lamar touchdown and Zay Flowers overs for sure. Zay Flowers over. Let's go Bengals at the Cardinals. Cincinnati with a hobbled Joe Burrow is minus three, 44 and a half. Cincinnati is dead last in scoring at 12.3 points per game. They're 31st in rushing and 29th in passing. Without a healthy Burrow, they're not moving the ball. And we can't count them on being healthy. Defensively, they're 31st against the run. I think this is a spot where Arizona attacks them since Arizona is sixth in rushing yards per game. Uh, we'll see if Higgins plays with broken ribs. It might not matter. Uh, I think this is, like I said, this is a great Connor matchup. He's averaged 79.5 yards per game, and Cincinnati's given up 157 yards in the ground per game. I'm hammering Connor overs. What say you? Yeah, that's actually one of the player props I like for the week. I had Gus Edwards. I have Josh Allen, one and a half TDs, and I have Connor over. I saw it at 58 and a half. So I'm, I think that Vegas... Arizona's a team that scares Vegas. I know that you're not the biggest Jonathan Gannon fan, but it could be a situation where Jonathan Gannon's a better head coach than he is a coordinator, <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, I mean, it's weird because last week they 
the last six possessions, they gave up five touchdowns in one punt. I I don't know if listen, I may be biased. I'm definitely biased, but let's let's hold tight on we're anointing Gannon this great guy. Now, now listen, the coordinator, the one they brought over from the Browns, has been great. That offense looks good and Dobbs has looked good. I don't want to take anything away from it. And Gannon's under control, so he gets credit, but let's wait until a couple weeks before we say that's a great hire. No, I, I'm not saying it's a great hire. I, I, I'm reserving judgment on writing Gannon off completely, and I'm saying I think Vegas is scared of the Cardinals because clearly they're playing hard. And it, so it reminds me a little bit of what we saw with the Lions two years ago when Dan Campbell was in his first year and they kept losing games, but late. You could tell they were starting to figure some things out and that they played hard. Okay. And I'm not saying that Gannon connects with players the same way Campbell does. He's not a former player like that. But clearly Pew, 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 pew. Clearly there's <laughs> there's there's something that this team is buying into. And James Conner, when healthy, is a front line back that maybe we probably are overlooking. And then you look at both Hollywood and Rondell Moore can beat you on any given play with their speed. Sure. Let's move on. Eagles at Rams. Eagles minus four and a half over under fifty point five. Uh, I love the high total. This is my $5 ticket. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's not really many fast-paced games you can see this week. I think this might be one of them. Uh, Eagles are 4-0 and have yet to play their best ball. They still rank fifth in points per game at 29.5. They're 12th in passing yards and second in rushing yards. Defensively, they're second against the run, but 27th against the pass, and I think that's where the Rams are going to attack them. Puka and Tutu have been a revelation. They might get cut back. Stafford is pushing the ball down the field and he's getting rid of the ball quickly, which is huge here because the Eagles have a great pass rush. Uh, if you're going to attack the Eagles, it's get it out quickly and hit that secondary. After Stafford had a hip problem, but he's been practicing full. I think he's going to go. I think he's going to look good. Uh, I think the Eagles win this game, but I expect the, scan, the Rams to score enough to keep pace. Um, Eagles secondary, like I said, they're still kind of figuring out the size assignments. And I think this might be a good spot. Uh, I can't name a guy outside of Donaldson on that Rams defense, but they're in the middle of pack defensively so far. So they're seventh against the pass. You can't even name their best player. You just call them Donaldson. You're right. Uh, Luke Donaldson. (laughs) Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. Yeah. It's James Donaldson, the old center for the Mavericks in the eighties that played with Roy Tarpley and Sam Perkins. I'm losing my damn mind. (laughs) Yeah, Aaron Donald, I, I can I can Aaron his Donald. name right. And I think I know this. He's so good, his son is good. Jalen Hurts. I was referring to his son. Jalen Hurts and, and the Eagles are certainly aware of who Aaron Donald is, right? You, you don't accidentally yeah. uh, go to... And they're going to run away from him. Uh, absolutely. I'm interested to see what they do with the uh, tush push this week with Donald in the middle. But I'm, I'm not opposed to hitting Jalen Hurts at 240 and a half on the over there. And... Stafford's number is really tricky at 277 and a half. But I'd probably lean that way because they're going to have to air it out. And these pass catchers have proven to be pretty reliable. You look at the Eagles, A.J. Brown, 78 and a half. I I think if if you're going Hurts over, you got to probably hammer all those guys. Well, I'll give you my ticket. Okay. This this is my $5 one. Hurts over 240, Stafford over 278, Swift over 67 rushing, uh, Goddard over 33 and a half. I'm going Devontae over 62 and a half. You can go A.J. Brown here, but they seem to seesaw last year, and A.J.'s had a couple good games in a row, so I think they might try to hit Devontae. On the other end, Puka Cup, Tutu Higby, and Williams, all catching balls out of the backfield. I'll take two or three of those guys in the Rovers. I like a swift touchdown. I like a Goddard touchdown. I think it's about time they got him involved. And maybe throw in another one, whether that's Hurts, Smith, or Brown. I think the Eagles score 30 points here. I'm putting at least three touchdowns on my ticket coming back. I think maybe this cup plays, they're going to try to get him in the end soon. And that's it. I'll be curious to see if cup plays, what his snap count is because right. He had that setback. I don't know if his, if his numbers will even be on the board because I just don't know if anybody in Vegas will trust. We won't find out till Saturday. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll, but that's what I'm saying. They may just not even put him up. Right. I'm sure you'll get something. He'll get an anytime touchdown prop, obviously. Yeah. I'm going to take it. All right, let's move. Jets first Broncos. Denver minus one and a half, 43 and a half. Denver's dead last in points allowed, giving up a whopping 37.5 points per game. They're 31st against the pass. When you give up 70, that number's going to be hard to come off of for a lot of weeks. You're going to need... Just going off the paper, my friend. I get it. You're going to need some 9 they're and 10 31st points. against the pass, and they're dead last against the run. 
Jets are dead last in passing and 20th in rushing. Their defense is middle of the pack. They're giving up 148 yards on the ground per game. Not really sure who attacks where. Uh, Jets have allowed 300-yard passer in 22. Jets haven't allowed a 300-yard passer in 22 consecutive games. I'm not touching this one. I'm going to let Hackett have his revenge game. I'm going to see if Zach Wilson, if, if any chance for him to build on success, it's against this defense. But I'm just, I'm not going there. I'm leaving it alone. I'm not getting caught up in this Broncos debacle any longer. What say you? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I will say that the Broncos are getting healthy at the right time. Justin Simmons is almost certainly going to play. He was close in Chicago. Josie Jewell is likely back in the middle, which means they can get Drew Sanders, a rookie, off the field. And then they're also maybe going to have Frank Clark back. And there's a likelihood Mike Purcell at nose tackle comes back, which means the Jets won't be able to run the ball as easily. Doesn't mean they won't be able to run the ball. The Broncos are 28th, allowing 148 yards per game. Again, that Dolphins game is going to skew those stats for a long, long time. The The Broncos are actually, or I, I'm sorry, the Broncos are dead last, 32nd at 176 per game, and they're 31st in passing. Uh, but the Broncos finally figured out how to take the ball away the other day, and they move on from Randy Gregory. It feels like addition by subtraction, even though it's going to cost the Walton Penner group more than $10 million this year to pay him. They have it. They can afford it. I, I was at Walmart last night buying stuff uh, for my kiddos. It's neon day at school today, so I had to buy some neon shit. Anyway, I, I think that Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, with the addition of Frank Clark coming back, means that they probably can get after Zach Wilson when he wants to throw it a little bit. And I just think they keep Brees Hall in the running game in check. So I think that's why Vegas has it number one and a half. But under feels like the way to go. Report this week from the Jets was the restrictor plates are off. Brees Hall's good to go. So I get, I get that. Uh, I just think he's I think he's your focal point. And you say Zach Wilson, if you're going to play the way you played against the Chiefs, and that's good enough to beat us, and we'll shake your hand. But we're not going to let Brees Hall look like Devin Achan. I'm going to bet that he is. I'm not going to touch this game really. But if I do, it's it's Brees Hall overs. Let's move on. Chiefs first Vikings. KC minus four forty three and a half. Uh, this is my twenty dollar card. Can it be my twenty dollar card too? Because I really like this Sweet. game as I was going through it. Yeah. Okay, Casey is ninth in points, 25 per game. They're fifth in points allowed. They're only allowing 15. They're sixth in passing yards, ninth in rushing yards. Defensively, they're eighth in passing yards allowing, allowed and 12th in rushing yards allowed. They're just pretty good everywhere, man. They're a solid team. And outside of making Jet, Jack Wilson looks like a competent quarterback, I'm not sure where the Vikings have an edge. On paper, they suck. They're 16th in points per game, 19th in points per game allowed. Uh, they're third in passing yards per game, but near last in running the ball. And defensively, while Flores is throwing the kitchen sinks at teams uh, with a bunch of exotics, the numbers rank them near the bottom in every category, passing and running. Um, and plus, they're going against Mahomes, who, if anybody's not going to be rattled at a weird-looking defense, it's Mahomes. I think he's going to pick them apart. But I think the Vikings at home, desperate, might show some scrappiness. And if Zach Wilson can look good against this defense, I have to think uh, Cousins can. I think this is a big Mahomes spot. I think the Vikings blitz and don't get home. Give me what you think real quick. Well, Mahomes hasn't really lit it up yet, right? He hadn't necessarily had to, but he he hasn't. He obviously had a rough outing at times against the Jets with those turnovers and just being off the mark. You want to talk about where the Vikings have an advantage? Their pass catchers are better than what the Chiefs have. The Chiefs are interesting, right? Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice. But they're not reliable. Right. Travis Kelsey is obviously Travis Kelsey. But with Justin Jefferson, with what I think Jordan Addison is going to be, and TJ Hawkinson, then you throw in KJ Osborne, those skill players, those pass catchers are more reliable. Now, Madison is unreliable, so that's kind of the, the trade-off there. They've got acres now, too. Yeah, and we'll see how they, how they start to really work them in. I think I like Cousins overs, and I like Justin Jefferson's over for sure, and probably Hawkinson. And then I'm going to probably... The number for Pat is right around 285. I'm probably going to bet that at over 300 and, and tease that up. Targets last week. Kelsey had nine. Rashi Rice had five. Nobody else had more than three. Rashi Rice is coming, and, and I think that I like him, and I like the Justin Ross kid. He's actually my long odds touchdown play to, okay. to tease ahead. So I, but I, I like overs all over the place on this. I may stay yeah. from Madison just because I don't know exactly what his workload is going to look like. I'm with you. I got Hawkinson over receptions. I think he's going to have a lot in a game that's going to be negative game script. Jefferson over yards, Cousins over yards, Mahomes, Kelsey over yards, uh, maybe Pacheco to find the end zone. The one I have that you haven't mentioned that I really like is 
MVS over yards and a touchdown. I think that they break the defense long, and I think MVS is the guy. He seems like he's due, too, right? It seems like Mahomes is due for a 370-yard, four-touchdown game, and the Vikings could mm-hmm. be exactly that. We saw where Justin Herbert chunked it all, chunked it, chucked it all over the yard, and if they weren't playing mm-hmm. against a young, undermanned Carolina team, who knows what they would have been able to do. Instead, and they, you know, there's that pick six there early. The the Vikings were very unimpressive against Carolina, <laughs> but they did cover. Let's move to the last game on Sunday. This is the big one: Cowboys at 49ers. San Francisco minus four over under 45. Uh, coaching advantage, I think, goes to Kyle. Obviously, Cowboys are fourth in points per game. They're averaging 31. First in points allowed, they're only averaging 10.3. First in takeaways on the year, they're plus nine. They're 14th in passing yards, seventh in rushing. Defensively, they're second in passing yards allowed and 16th against the run. The question is always, can the Cowboys score in the end zone, in the red zone? Uh, matching up, 49ers are third in points scored. They're averaging 31.3. They're third in points allowed. They're averaging 14.5. Ninth in passing yards per game, third in rushing yards per game. Uh, my guess is they attack the Dallas defense on the ground and not give them the chance to get to the QB. Lots of pre-step motion, lots of quick passes, maybe hit them with play action once they get them biting. Their weaknesses on the defense have been outside wide receivers. They're 17th against the past. They're third against the run on paper, but I wonder if that's more because of game script dependent. Last week, Connor looked really good against them on the ground. Uh, it might be a good Pollard spot. Yeah, I like I like Pollard's receiving yards. Okay. I'm probably staying away from Christian's rushing yards just because of the point you made, and, and Leighton Vanderesh is, is healthy right now, and you, obviously Micah Parsons is Micah Parsons. Ayuk is probably where I'm looking for some value and hitting his over for sure. I just don't know. So both quarterbacks, the number is it's 241.5 for, for Brock I'm seeing and 242.5 for Dak. And I could talk myself into the overs and the unders on both those very easily. Right. And All right. good job by, by the line setters in Vegas because I could go either way. Right. Give me this stat. Cowboys have only allowed one touchdown to a running back this year. But Christian McCaffrey has 13 straight games with a touchdown. Can you guess what the record is for most games scored with a touchdown? 13? Didn't he just tie it? Uh, it's 18. Oh, I thought he just tied it. Nope, it's 18. Do you know who it is? Uh, Emmett Smith? Ladanian. Oh, um, LT, yeah, that year that he had that he broke Emmett <laughs> season record. 18 straight games? Well, that's not one year. That's over multiple years. Well, so is Christian's. Well, okay. it, whatever, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. so is Christian McCaffrey's. Right, right. Hasn't played 13 games this season yet. All right. Well, so do you have to? Do you have to? Put, you have to put Christian in the touchdown bet until until proven otherwise. It's like minus 250. It's not even worth it. You almost have to go two touchdowns just to get even. Two touchdowns. Yeah. So I, what's the point? Monday night Packers against the Raiders. Packers are minus 144 and a half. A game that we have to bet because it's an island game. But if it wasn't, I would not even look at it. Uh, Green Bay is 30th in both rushing and rushing yards allowed. Uh, but the Raiders with Jacobs are dead last in rushing yards per game. The Raiders are dead last in takeaway deep difference. They're twenty five. They're twenty fifth in points per game and fifteenth in passing yards per game. Uh, they're just all mediocre across the board. Uh, Green Bay is averaging twenty five points a game, but they're giving that up. Uh, Raiders only scoring fifty and a half points per game, and they're giving up twenty five. Uh, like we talked about earlier, is this a spot where we want to see O'Connell? You said you want to go back to Jimmy G. I just I don't know what to expect in this game. I don't like it. I'd rather just not have anything on it. I'm probably going to look at Watson a second straight week. Now, does he have a chance to just find some space against a bad Raiders defense? I'm staying away from A.J. Dillon. He's pissing me off. I'm, I hate that I had him in a couple fantasy leagues where he played right. like garbage. I might think, though, that Aaron, I don't even, Aaron Jones with now 10 days. I don't days, even think this is – I'm speaking over and I apologize. But I don't even days. think this is a Devontae Avon revenge game because I don't think there's any – neither team really feels like there's anything there. No, and the one thing about Devontae Adams is he will have Jair Alexander on him, who's the best player on Green Bay's defense. So Yeah, but I mean, I'm not worried about no, any matchup I, with Adams. No, it's just I, who can throw him the ball. Yeah, 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 but if you're going to put... Well, that's part of it, too, but so if you're going to put a really good corner on him and your margin for error is, is less than it would be if it's if it's just an average corner, is what I'm saying. Like You have to have yeah. a better quarterback in that spot. It is... To call it an Adams revenge game, I mean, he chose to leave, but he is playing against his old right. teammates. So I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I'm hitting Jacobs against the rush defense. You don't go from leading the NFL in rushing to being terrible, and he's not. This is just well, it's the line too. Yeah. It's not all him, but I'm for the most part staying away. I might go with Adams just because it's against the Raiders, and and I might take some Packers stuff because the Raiders defense is miserable. But 
it's nothing I'm clamoring to take. Uh, anything else on this game, or should we go to long odds of the week? No, let's go long odds. I already kind of teased mine, but... Just read off yours, and then I'll read off mine. I had Justin Ross. I think he finds the end zone. Okay. Do you know the odds? He, he's plus 410. I think Rasheed Rice might also be... Oh, no, Kadarius Tony's also plus 410, but I'm going to okay. I'm gonna bet on Ross. I've got same game, MBS at plus 340. I am going with Kyle Pitts at plus 390. Last week was a lot of Jadu Smith. He had six catches for 95 yards, which is just... Now you're just... They're doing it. Now he's doing it purposely. There's no way he's not. I think he has to get Spitz involved. Otherwise, Atlanta may riot. And then I've got that. Uh, go ahead. No, I may also go until it's going to hit one of these weeks. Travis Kelsey, two TDs. I got a two TD bet as well. I have Devin Ashan plus 650. He's on a streak where he scored two touchdowns a game. I'm going to riot it. The real question is, is Taylor Swift going to be in Minnesota? Well, I'll tell you what, if she is, then you know they're in a serious relationship because no non-serious relationship is going to Minnesota. If you're going to go to Minnesota, though, you'd much rather go in early October than any time after this during football season. And they do play in a dome. But there's so much. It it is fascinating. The first game was at home. The second game was in New York. Now we'll see what really happens. Prop bets. You got favorite props this week? Yeah, I I mentioned Connor over at 58.5, Josh Allen over at 1.5, and and Montgomery's over at 67.5. Also, Alvin Kamara, 24.5 receiving yards. Okay. You do that with. That's going to be 16 catches? Yeah, if you get 16 catches, you got to get to 25 yards. Uh, I have Connor, but I'm adjusting it over to 100 yards at plus 370. I'm going to ladder this, which means I'm going to bet it at 60. I'm going to bet it at 70. I'm going to bet it at 80. I'm going to bet it at 90. I'm going to bet it at 100. Tua over passing 283. And I'm going to ride the Henry over 100 yards rushing, uh, six to less seven. I'm going to ride the trend. And that's it, man. You got anything else? Yeah, Henry 2 TD bet I think I'm going to put in too. Hey, man. Until next week, right? Let's win some money. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.